Please listen carefully. Welcome to Autism in the Wild, the show that talks about what it's really like living with autism. Here are your hosts, Noah and Chris. I am not. Um, in September, we're doing online classes or online. We're just doing one class in September and that hasn't started yet. So I'm still home for the time being. And I don't go up to school until like the end of September. So I'm around here for just a little bit longer, which I'm perfectly fine with. And then once I go up to school, assuming that the world doesn't end or blow up, I'll be at school until Thanksgiving which will be like the last full week of November. So, it's yeah. crazy. It's yeah. a crazy time, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm on the same boat right now. I came home back in March and the earliest my school is going to start back up is January. Okay. So I'm going to be here until then and then okay. have to readjust and move out again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jake's quite content being back at home. Yeah. the comfort of his home yeah i keep reminding him it's not forever but i kind of like <laughs> the on- i kind of like the online classes <laughs> yeah. 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 We, were, we were laughing the other day because i i've walked in his room and i don't do that very often but he has yet to put any of his clean laundry away because if he does that I, I did a few weeks ago oh, but that's committing to <laughs> to being at home. Yeah, as soon as I start unpacking and putting stuff away, it's... And it's been months. So we've had <laughs> piles and piles and piles of clean laundry that he won't put away. Because mm-hmm. then he, that means he's back at home. I've committed, like... If Mentally, I... he's preparing himself to go back. Yeah. But he is going back. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> if the world doesn't end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm pulling for the world to not end. That's... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, me too. <laughs> So are you, are you like Jacob's pretty passionate about all this stuff going on in the world today? Are you mm-hmm. Noah? Are you in, in, into all of what's taking place with the COVID situation and all that? Is it bothering you much? Uh, it kind of depends. Um, like in the U.S. right now, it's kind of a show. Pardon my French with a lot of that stuff, but yeah, it's kind of nuts down here in the states, but. A lot of other things in the world that I'm that is that are going on with social issues and all that stuff that's being brought up, and I'm happy that that stuff's being brought up. And I think that there is like a little bit of a silver lining to all of this that maybe we'll learn a little bit about how to treat one another, or to realize that despite all of our ideological differences or location or geography, or what have what have you, that we're all still the same person. Like, on a fundamental level and we all share the same tree and yeah I, I can i completely agree I, I feel like though i mean the virus is definitely not a good thing mm-hmm. having everybody alone and kind of isolated almost gives you time to think and reflect back on a lot of societal issues yeah which i think is bringing out some change for the better yeah when you were younger, Noah, did you ever have any worries? Did you, did you experience 
I don't know, for instance, Jacob used to worry about the rainforest um, when he was four and that we were deforestation, mm-hmm. killing off humanity. Like, do you, do you, do I worry about some of this? I, t- I mean, climate change is a big thing for in my, in my mind is like, okay, there's all of this stuff going on. Hi, um, this is Isaac. Hi, Say hi Isaac. Isaac. Hi. hi. How are you? Hi, Isaac. You're welcome, Isaac. Can you say hi to Rebecca and Jacob? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what about food? You're welcome, Isaac. You're welcome. <laughs> See you, dude. For what about for food? Do you have um, favorite, favorites in your household? Do you, do you cook a lot of the same things all the time? It's sort of cons- it's sort of consistent. Like we have things we know we like, and we know things that are kind of off limits as well. So it's kind of a mixed bag. It depends on depending on the week or time of year or whatever so yeah friday night we always have pizza and then saturday we always go to culver's which is a fast food like a burger place and uh those two things are pretty much set in stone (laughs) the other nights can be pretty flexible oh yeah do any of the kids eat the same thing every day (laughs) uh not well, you know, when they're little, that was more of a, a thing, yeah. but I, I would say they're more open to f- different foods. Yeah. Yeah. How about your kids? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I know what I like and I usually stick to that. My sister is <laughs> more, even more so to that extent. Oh yeah. But I mean, like there was two years where Jacob had a salami sandwich for lunch every single day. Uh, and, and then four years with peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we go we go through what works. So you know, I think my yeah. daughter has probably like five to ten items that she likes. You can make the most awesome dinner, but yeah, she's yeah. pretty. She's pretty picky. Yeah, yeah, we we have some picky people in our house too, myself included. But we do try some different things, and uh, for the most part, people will try it. Isaac's pretty picky on some things. He's like he'll probably, he, he, like we, with Tyan will make, my wife will make the menu. So he knows what we're having for lunch and for dinner. And so he just knows the whole week. And I, that's really helpful for him. And like today he's, he's so excited about the grilled cheese because he loves grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. So, yeah. We have one like that. We have one like that too. And I, <laughs> I have never bought processed cheese until recently. Uh huh. Slices. That's all she'll eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a grilled cheese isn't the same for her if it's with, you know, the real cheese. Okay. And yeah, just simple things like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I get that. <laughs> we usually have we usually have a few different meals going on at once. Jacob's uh, vegan. Mm. I'm not. <laughs> Nor is his dad. He's and, the opposite. <laughs> and yeah. Okay, now you want to get into the advice section? Sure. 
Let me thank you for advice. So, yeah, so what advice do you have for parents and other families that might be in the same boat with kids who, are, who have been recently diagnosed with autism or whatever like that? As a mom, I think my biggest advice would be to source out your people, to find people to support you uh, and not only the family as a whole. I think as parents, we, we take on a lot all on our own. Um, and sometimes if you have other people you can lean on or talk to about it, can make it just feel so much better and you can be more at ease than not knowing. Advice is follow your instincts. As parents, do what's best for you um, and what works for you. And to be easy on yourself, you know, this isn't life, what's the word I'm looking for? Threatening. It, it's not life threatening. It, it's, it's just maybe different. I don't know, as a mom, for me personally, I just, I had to learn how to do things differently. And you have to be open to that. Yeah. Um, and if you're open to that, life will be so much nicer if you if you lessen the expectations if you celebrate the small victories they add up and i do have i do have a personal better appreciation and a completely different perspective on my own personal life through my family yeah i think that that would be my advice is seek seek support and be okay. Yeah, I think it's important to recognize your own needs and w work around them. As a whole, it'll make things easier for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all, yeah that, I, all that resonates with, with, with me. Um, and I think, like to, to your point, Rebecca, that we don't even try to please other people anymore. You know, no. It's not even worth it. It's, it's, uh, we'll do things in the best interest of our family because we know our family the best. And yeah. that's how we make decisions a lot, pretty much all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I think we are like that too. And I think, but that took time, Chris. Yeah. I think for us to allow that, you know, trying to please others and not necessarily like their expectations were crazy high, just typical expectations um, that have worked for us growing up, what have you. They don't work with our family. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but we like consistency and we know at the end of the day what's gonna um, work for us yeah. as a whole and allowing that, allowing us to have that, you know, personally. Um, and I think once, you know, we've accepted the situation then other people, you know, it, it just comes around a bit easier. But yeah, we don't, we don't, do well with other others' expectations. And I think it's because we know how our family works best. Yeah. In that sense. But al allowing ourselves to say, you know what, it's not going to work the way it's been done in the past, but that's okay. And yeah. allowing us to feel that, that that's okay. Yeah. It would, when our kids were little, it was, and we were just learning all of the stuff that you just mentioned, um, it was, 
we felt a lot of pressure sometimes to do things to go along with, you know, whether it's at a family gathering or some other social thing. And, um, and so when we would leave early or come late or whatever the, or do whatever the situation was, I know people were frustrated with us at times, but we had to like, let go of that because we, we knew like if we stayed an hour too late when our kids were little, it was going to be really bad when we got home. So we left, you know, when we did and we did things like that because we knew that was the best thing for our family. So we had to learn over time to help, you know, communicate why we're doing those things, why we need to do something this way or whatever. I think that has helped other people better understand the why behind what we're doing or decisions we've made. Be confident in saying that. Yeah. Right. That took some time for us. Um, That's for sure. Um, Yeah. We know, yeah, you know, I'm really good at saying no now. <laughs> it's not personal to anyone I've said no to. I just know what's not going to work. And it's the fallout after the fact, right? And, and yeah. that's what people don't realize. It, it, it's not necessarily just a few minutes when we get home. Things aren't what, you know, everybody needs in our, in our family. It could last days, the effects of one situation. Um, so it's just, it's not worth it for anyone. Um, and it definitely makes a lot more work for my husband and myself. Yeah. And it affects us. And, you know, if you're working or just living life, it's, it, you just, you have to start doing what works best for you. Yeah. Totally Um, agree. Yeah. Jacob. Otherwise otherwise we'll just be, you know, not well. (laughs) Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jacob, what advice would you have for um, people who are just getting, going off to college who, you know, are on the spectrum and just venturing out of the home for the first time or going to college for the first time? I think it's important to make that leap if you can, but mentally prepare yourself in advance for the changes that are going to come. If you're moving away at a distance, like it's not in your same city or whatever, I'd say visit that place a few times at least get comfortable with the scenery before you start with school mm-hmm. and stuff. So you know what to expect. See if you can get a tour of the school if you can. Uh, I did and I found that helped just seeing the place, knowing what to expect before starting there. Again, recognizing your needs. If walking is something that works for you, figure out, okay, where can I be going or, or running or any activity, maybe you like going to the movies, maybe you like restaurants, just figure out what's in your area, things you like and know that in advance. I found that was helpful. Yeah, and luckily for Jake, he's a pretty big explorer. Um, so once you got there too, you definitely found out what's closer to you and around that you didn't know existed just by yeah. looking for wandering. things, wandering, yeah discovering he he'll go to school and say he's stopping at one place and then five hours later he's gotten off the subway five different times and found (laughs) 10 different shops comic stores record stores that kind of thing so um he'll explore so you feel more comfortable in your area Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good advice cool well anything else you guys want to share or talk about before we close this up so no are you 19 yes 19 
Jacob's 18, turning 19 okay. in yeah. February. I, I, I'm 18. I was wondering if you'd have any advice uh, towards people making that transition from uh, into college yeah. or university. Um, a lot of the stuff that you said, I completely agree with. Um, I know all the colleges that I applied to had tours as part of their like visit day sort of thing during the recruitment process, which was awesome. Um, another thing too is, yeah, don't be afraid to make that leap, but also know your own limits. Like if you know, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not really a party goer person. Yeah. Then don't try to push yourself and go to a party. If you know you, that's not going to end well for you. Um, I know that, yeah, I'm not a party person myself. I'm like, yep, I'm not going to any. And I didn't go to any that my first, my freshman year, it was just that simple. Um, but I think that go in with an open mind, go in and know that everyone else, especially if you're a freshman is in the same area of like awkwardness, trying to transition to a different place on their own. And knowing that I think makes the transition so much easier in terms of like, like making friends or whatever like that. And then stay organized when it comes to having your, knowing like your assignments and stuff, write stuff down. I struggle with this. So I don't know why I'm giving this up for advice if I don't know how to do it myself, but I think it's perfectly okay to just be organized and know when you need help. Know when you need help. It's okay to ask for help. That's another thing I have had, I've had trouble to like accept recently, especially during the pandemic when I went online, but just don't be, yeah, just be vulnerable with people, people you trust, find good people, know there's going to be bad people out there as well. And that's, those people are going to be inevitable, but just roll with it at times. It's going to be hard, but you've got this. And I know your confidence yeah, is that's admirable. Really good advice. Thank yeah. you. And text your mom once in a while too. Yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. She'll, <laughs> she'll, need, she'll need that more than you do. Trust me. I, 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 I even found being away, just having a nightly phone call with my parents mm -hmm. helped a lot. Yeah. I know once a week, I know we would do a Zoom thing like with my family. It was mainly for Isaac's sake, but also for me to catch up with them. And it was like, hey, I used Zoom before it became like this global phenomenon. That's cool. But um, yeah, it was good for me to know like, okay, did anything happen when I was gone? So I don't get like completely like bombarded with like, oh, I haven't been home in like two months. Like so much stuff has happened since I've been gone. But then I get like these like updates and weekly installments. And usually it's like, uh, well, we didn't really do much, but sometimes it's more major stuff. Like, oh, I got a sister moved or something like that. Or <laughs> Isaac's going, or, like Isaac had like three snow days this week or something. We're all going stir crazy or something. But it all like communication back home is important, but I think just keeping them, I know like keeping it in moderation and having a good balance with that is good. Yeah, that's really all I have. We scheduled a weekly call with Noah just so we could put it on the schedule because, yeah. um, and there's some weeks that didn't work out for various reasons and that's okay. But we always yeah. had a certain day and time where we, we knew we were going to have a video call with Noah and, yeah. and everybody, everybody in our house, including Isaac, everybody always looked forward to it. Just, yeah even if it was just for a short time. Yeah, like if I was gonna go home that weekend, just 
not home that weekend, mm -hmm. we wouldn't do it because obviously I'd be here in person and they can talk to me that way. And it would just make things a little easier for me. It's good. I think just like staying and keep communication open to a certain extent and then just kind of just like let yourself try new things, let yourself be free flowing, I guess. I don't really know how to explain it, but try things out, experiment a little bit. Um, some things will work, some things won't, but that's life. And make sure not to get behind in your assignments because that's not good. So Definitely. Yeah. That's all the advice I have. Also just add to the assignment thing, anything digital, make sure you have at least three copies of your assignments. Mm -hmm. If one of them fails on you, you can yep. easily get in trouble, get, get in some, <laughs> yeah. face some problems. Yeah. Yep. Talking from experience, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank yep. you so much for taking the time to chat yeah. with us. Yeah. It's so nice of to course. meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you too. Uh, did you have any other, it looked like you had some questions. Did you have any other questions you wanted to ask or talk about or? This is my, my notes I'm just looking at. We did our research about you guys before. So <laughs> we already knew you were a software developer and runner. runner. Yeah. Oh, and you like the Hawkeyes. Yep. Yeah. Football fan. Yep, yep. And that uh, you have a set of twins and you also have Henry. Is that right? Yep. He's, he's, your, he's a 15. He's in, he's in a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Yep. So Henry's a good, he was a, he's a good kid and he's really good with Isaac and uh, he really understands Isaac and, and they get along really well. He's, Usually you think about twins being really close and I would say that Henry is kind of the conduit. Well, you are, but I would say Henry is kind of the conduit between the two, the two guys. And uh, especially after Noah went to college, you yeah. know, Henry was really, it was really good to have him around, you know, to, to hang out with Isaac and stuff. So. It's, okay. I have a question for yeah. you though, Chris, what would be your parenting advice? My parenting advice in general, or if you have kids on the spectrum. I think I think if you yeah if you have uh, children on the spectrum in your life or in your family. Yeah, um, I would say a lot of the things you said um, early on. We we we've got the kids on like a state kind of um, waiver. What's called a waiver thing, yeah. and you get certain um, services with that. And one was respite care. Yeah. <clears throat> respite care and so I would definitely recommend looking for ways to get respite care because yeah. um, then it gave us a chance like we could go with Henry and we could go do something and it could be that time could be focused with each other and, and without worrying about you know Isaac or Noah when they were little um, so respite care is really important just from a mental health yeah. Um, family unit thing and then um, knowing your limits uh, you know being very um, having good communication with your spouse so you you know what's going on um, and early on like we both my wife and I we both got on the same page you know she did way more research than I did but I did enough to know like yes this is a path that we, we should we should take so taking the time and investing the time to to research together and independently and then talk about things and, and, and have a plan, you know, don't, you know, it's, I've seen families, um, uh, marriage is hard. And when you throw kids 
with disabilities in the mix, it, it creates so much more stress than mm -hmm. a typical family situation. So it's really important to have good communication and be on the same page. So yeah. that, those are like the biggest things I'd say. No, I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say it definitely puts a strain on any relationship. Yeah. Um, and uh, you need to be a team. Absolutely. And when some days you're going to be up and the other person's down and, and you got to step up, you know, on those days, you know, and let give, give someone a break and, and know that, that's what, just what you need to do sometimes. So it's, yeah, it, we always say like, um, we, we asked early in an earlier episode with, when I interviewed, we interviewed, um, Tanya, my wife, we said, if you had like 10 million, if someone said, I'll give you $10 million to go back and relive the whole experience over, would you do it? And my answer is no, I wouldn't relive it, but I wouldn't change it. And I still yeah. feel that way. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I could think of a few things to do with. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, you know what? Like that, we don't know any different, right? This is our family. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Yep, it's put us on our path that we're on, right? Yeah, for sure, and I think it molds who we are as individuals too, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I like the person. I have become more for have going going through some of our um, challenges. Yes. Yep. I I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, I, so thanks so much for for taking the time to be with us and and talk with us. Really appreciate your openness and sharing. It's always great. And I I think giving a platform for people to share their you know the real experience um that was that's the goal of our uh, podcast is to give people a voice and a chance to help people really understand what living with autism is like and hopefully give some advice i know when we when our kids were little it was always seemed really um just really weird anytime we we met someone who had an older kid like an older kid with autism it was like oh my gosh i want to talk to you because it was almost like seen into the future Oh, for sure. You know, and so by interviewing people like yourself and having this podcast, I'm hoping that we can give people like maybe a little glimpse into if you're really struggling now, you can, you know, there is different paths. There is some hope in, in the long term. Oh, for sure. And I just, yeah. I, I, I love the fact that Noah and Jacob are so close in age. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, even, even though my children are on the spectrum, I'm just as fascinated and interested to hear from you, Noah. So it's, it's a learning curve, right? It's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, and, you know, you hope that Jacob can benefit from some of your advice. Yeah. And, uh, and vice sure. versa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's always interesting to see how other, other children have been raised and, you know, how well and how confident Noah is just warms my heart. So, Yeah. I have to say Noah is, you know, it's a vocal performance person. He has no fear getting in front of a crowd and singing. It just amazes me. Um, he's been in front of a whole um, football stadium of probably 10,000 people and sang the national anthem. It didn't even bother him. Didn't even bother That's him. That's amazing. That's incredible. My daughter is a lot like that too. 
yeah. a performer and she can get on a stage anywhere and like, I've arrived. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> and it's just this, it's just amazing. Yeah. So that's awesome. Congratulations Thank you. on Thank everything. You so much. Yeah. Great. Thanks for listening.